So I was saying, I think it's helpful so that you can resonate and reflect to uh, put the book in context um, of how it appears to be. So last year, whenever, two years ago now, when everything started happening, um, I very immediately had a different framework from the mainstream. And I feel like that really came from two main experiences of my life, which is um, as a teenager, I was involved with the acid house scene, the London rave scene. And that was a very pivotal time for me. And that was one of the times that really uh, defines me as a person. And I was very young and just left home. And I was very free, I didn't have any responsibilities. And I completely immersed myself in that world for a good kind of five, five years or so. And the thing that I really got from that as a, you know, it was Thatcher's Britain, it was a very depressing time, kind of similar to the time that we've been through, you know, all the austerity and just a lot of discontent, a lot of a very bleak time, really. You know, everyone was worried about nuclear bombs. For those of you who are old enough to remember, it was like, you know, that was the thing, someone was going to press a button and we were all going to die. Um, so and then acid house came along and it was this it was rainbows and smiley faces and love and peace and yeah it really it really is a defining part of my personality going through that experience and really you know I came to understand that ecstasy is our natural state of being like bliss is our natural state of existence and we don't need chemical substances to get there um, and that's how I got onto my path of yoga and raw foods is that I wanted to find natural ways to get into that ecstatic state. Um, and also I really saw from direct first experience and from the experience of people around me that the government were very much concerned about us having a good time and being happy, kind of like you just saying, Laurie, is the whole system was set up to make sure that we weren't happy. And if we tried to take our happiness into our own hands and just have a lovely time and no one was harming anyone, you know, it was like a crime went down in, in Acid House because everyone was just having a lovely time together. Um, but that was very threatening to the state. So you know, I and, and my friends experienced firsthand, you know, police brutality and just how hard the state was prepared to come down against us just being happy and being free. So very much um, kind of politicized, I guess, my, my framework for life that time, because I really saw that the powers that be have a vested interest in us not, um, yeah, just, just not having a lovely time in life. Um, and they saw that as a threat and then as I said through that I got into the work with yoga and raw foods which have been doing for 30 years now um, and through the world of health became even more politicized because um, you know obviously my my intention for doing this work is very pure and very you know I just genuinely have a huge desire to serve and to uplift the vibrations and you know just support people as much as I can into coming into this state of well-being and harmony with ourselves and um, obviously you know to, to all of you it's it it was clear to me as soon as I got into this world is that you've got the mainstream 
uh, medicine, conventional allopathic medicine, and you've got what they call alternative medicine or holistic medicine. And, um, you know, they're two different frameworks of looking at health, right? And first of all, I just kind of saw it that simply. It's like two different frameworks. Some people see it like this. Some people see it like this. And some people choose to engage with this framework of health and some people choose to engage with this and I just saw it very much as much which it is at the end of the day is personal choice oh here's email um but more and more as I you know as it became a, a business for me as I started making my living from it and as time has progressed it became well first of all it became clear that it's not that they present um conventional medicine as one way of doing things and the other way of doing things is their alternative but they're actually both ways are equally valid it's not that this way the mainstream way works better and this is like something you can do if mainstream doesn't work it's like oh no they they, they both work equally well and then my framework shifted to actually holistic <laughs> medicine works better and 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 the more you you know obviously at this point I've held thousands of groups like this and the more you speak with people and you understand health from a you know personal perspective from an intimate perspective of how people are actually having this relationship with the bodies and you speak to people and you see that the conventional thing actually works less well and 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 I started to really understand the level of corruption and the level of um fraudulence I'm going to say fraudulence in that world um and, you know, I, I won't go too much into my direct personal experience, but there's a lot of, which we can discuss later if you want, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, laws, regulations that are created that deliberately suppress health foods and awareness of health in, in the world. And particularly, you know, from our perspective in Europe, although Britain's not in Europe anymore, but the European regulations were very, um, forceful, very brutal and very harsh and really has had a huge negative impact on my life and on my work and I think you know that's one of the big things to understand is that the majority of us don't really have an awareness when we go in a health food store of how much isn't on the shelves that could be and how much information isn't on the packaging that could be um, but due to all the the regulations, um, you know, there's there's just yeah, there's a very heavy censorship and very heavy suppression, and we've seen that like really in real time um, over the last two years. And again, it is an interesting rabbit hole to go down, and maybe we will do that later. Um, but so so I was very much coming from this perspective of the the powers that be, the governments, the authorities don't want us to be happy and <laughs> they don't want us to be healthy that's that's kind of you know where I was at and so when everything started happening in 2020 I immediately knew it wasn't anything to do with health right because if it's something to do with health you just like you know I don't need to tell you you'll know it's like get out in sunshine breathe fresh air go for walks in nature drink more water eat more plants like meditate there was none of that right and this this isn't like you know, I don't need to tell all of you, but this isn't some kind of airy fairy thing. This is all at this stage. This is proven science. And we've got wonderful people like, um, oh, mine's just gone blank. The epigenetics man. Who do I want to say? Brian, Bruce, Bruce Lipton. 
um, Candice Pert, uh, Greg Braden, Lynn McTaggart, you know, all these fantastic people who really are at the cutting edge of, of epigenetics. Joe Dispenza, you know, this is, this is science. <laughs> this is actual science. Um, so, um, yeah, immediately I saw that what was being presented as the narrative was a fraudulent narrative. And, you know, I, I, people kept talking about everything. And, you know, obviously we're, we're kind of coming out the other side of it now, but we're still very much in it, right? And I'm really not going to talk about it too much beyond this because we're here to talk about what we want to create right rather than getting stuck in the situation that can feel quite um uh it can make us feel quite stuck this situation right i'm sure we've all every single one of us have experienced feelings of stuckness over the past two years so we're here to move out of that so we're not going to talk about it too much but um uh as you know as so you had the people that were believing the mainstream narrative and talking about the story in the way that the mainstream narrative presented it. And then you have what's been labeled as conspiracy theorists, although obviously that's not a helpful term to use, but you had the conspiracy theorists who were majorly talking about what we don't want to happen, right? So they would say, this is what is going to happen. This is what they are doing. This is what will happen. This is what they will do. And I was like, we don't talk about what we don't want. <laughs> and, and, you know, Ian knows me very well. We had a lot of conversations around that time. We were doing um, yoga, like on a basically on a weekly session. And, and all my conversations around that time would come back to it's basic metaphysics. It's basic metaphysics. We don't talk about what we don't want to happen. We talk about what we want to happen because we're powerful creators. And whatever we put energy into, we're creating, we're making it happen. And to me, that was that was obvious. It's like, okay, we're in this situation. It's an unwanted situation. But what do we want to create out of this situation? That's what we put our energy into. And that's what we help to build. And I just saw from every angle, more or less, 95% of the information that was coming at me and at that time if you remember it was a real kind of scrabble for information right spring 2020 we were all like just trying to find out what's going on what's happening all this information was presenting unwanted scenarios and I was like why is no one talking about what what we want to create out of this and and the penny really dropped is like oh people don't really understand basic metaphysics people don't really know basic metaphysics and this is kind of one of the interesting questions that I still don't have a proper kind of framework for but it, it with all this stuff I've I've known that I've always known this I've always known this and for some weird reason like I said I can't really explain to you I thought we just didn't talk about it <laughs> I thought everyone knew it and we all we all knew it. We just didn't talk about it. And I think I think really that what that is is because we see reflections of ourselves in everything. Right? That's how the human ego mind works. Is we can only see reflections of ourselves. And so I think everyone does know this deep down inside on a soul level, on a cellular level. Everyone does know this, but we're just in this state of somnambulance where we've forgotten it. And so because I remember it. I see reflected in other people, the remembrance, right? 
But actually what, what caused the penny to drop in 2020 was that most people aren't connected to that state of remembrance. I guess that's a better place to put it. Most people aren't connected into that state of remembrance. And, and so for me, it felt like a gateway. 2020 was a brilliant year for me. And I, I felt amazing in 2020. I had a great time most of the time. And I was quite clear, I think some of you came on things with me that year, but I was quite clear that it was important to state that because the whole narrative was we were in suffering and we were in pain and trauma. And, you know, it's, it's you know, again, as powerful creators, it's important to state what we want to be, the state that we want to be in. So I was very clear about actually saying, I personally, obviously collectively, you know, I was still very much in the grief and uh, very much in the grief last year. But personally, on an individual level, I had a lovely time in 2020. 2021, not so much. <laughs> Because, because it's we're really settling in and I really went through this kind of tunnel of grief, I think, grieving for a lot of, a lot of things. Um, but um, where was I? So, so, so yeah, so, so that was, that was where the decision to write the book came in because I just, I felt like, and hopefully some of you can resonate with this, but I felt like you know, it's still very vivid in my memory, that feeling of spring 2020 was like a door opening. And I heard someone speak about it recently, and I can't actually remember who it was, it might have been a guy called Adam Apollo, but the, whoever it was was saying that it was like a door opened. And for those of us that knew in our hearts that we were here to, you know, let's call it to build the new earth, to create the new world, we were here for something else, it felt like a release, right? It felt like a, oh, I can, I, I felt like I, I knew, I always knew what I came to do. And I've very, very clear my whole life that I've come, you can look through any of my stuff that I've ever written my whole life, you can go back 30 years, and I've always been writing about the new age and coming to create the new age. So I've always known that. But I felt like I had to try and fit that into the existing structures. And I felt like I had to squeeze myself into the structures that were <clears throat> available to us and it always felt a little bit uncomfortable and it it never quite fitted and I was like do I make you cakes do I <laughs> do I DJ like or do I write you a story like what are the things I can do to kind of inch it in you know um and you know, like, like we were saying, Neve is, you know, that it's always been there with the food, but I feel like I was trying to kind of sneak it in through the back door by giving people cakes. <laughs> and, and, and it just felt like, oh, no, we're here now, we're here, we're at this time when it's really okay to actually, and it's not just okay, it's necessary, it's necessary to step into this truth, it's necessary to step into this power, it's necessary to really just let go of any disguises, you know, ironically, any masks that we've been wearing, and really claim what we know, because there's no time anymore for hiding behind, you know, how are people going to receive this, you know, maybe they're going to think I'm crazy, maybe they're not going to like me, like that's, you know, people are literally dying, and it, it, we're in this life or death time, where us speaking out, speaking our truth is so paramount and so essential and so, so yeah, so necessary. So, so that's how I came to write the book. And 
really it was the easiest book I've ever written and a lot of times it takes me years and years to write books because life happens right and you know just everything happens in life and obviously um last year there wasn't so much happening and so it was just uh I've never had a book come out of birth so easily um and everything aligned around it you know a lot of times I have an idea for something like the sun seeds if you know the sun seeds uh, I created that recipe and it took two years for me having that recipe to them being in the shop so that's a common thing where you you have an idea you birth something but it's like a long drawn out process of like finding who's going to make it or who's how do we do the packaging or all this kind of thing this book it just wanted to come out so it was all just like ahead of schedule all the way through and um yeah I feel like on a on a personal level you know obviously it's something that I would love everyone to read and I would love everyone to engage with but I just know that for starters on a personal level it's it's changed me it's changed me as a person because I feel like I've spoken my truth in a way that I was always um let's say nervous to do before because I thought yeah maybe people wouldn't get it or it just it just felt like um it felt it felt too different from everything else that was going on and now we're in this time where everything's different right and everything's up for grabs and so just to share all that as a way of sharing my personal journey into this material and that I feel like for all of us and again this is something that maybe we'll be able to a rabbit hole that we'll be able to go down into but for all of us that have this calling which obviously you are otherwise you wouldn't be here this weekend um it's it's really vital <clears throat> to to step into that self-awareness I think I think one of the big questions for me and I talk about this in the book but one of the big questions for me is um you know why how do I have this awareness that a lot of people don't seem to have and and I've come to understand that to answer it in a multi-dimensional way is um is is the is the only really way to answer it and that's why it's a difficult question to answer because you have to shift your whole thinking and this is what we're going to come back to again and again over the afternoon workshops is it's a whole different shift in consciousness it's a whole different way of looking at the world and this is what we're here to engineer within ourselves this weekend is just make these little tweaks in our consciousness so we're shifting the way that we look at the world and when we change the way they look at we look at the world the world around us changes right and that's how we be the change that's how we create the new earth it's a state of consciousness first but then because we're inviting in a different state of consciousness we make different choices and we do different things in our lives than we would have done when we were coming from the old consciousness so it's very much looking at life in a non-linear way and in this way where we're always in awareness of the present moment and the state of potentiality of infinite potentiality in the present moment and we're always understanding things on a multi-dimensional level so it's very much what our society engineers us to do is to think in these very left brain linear logical ways which has its place and is helpful at times you know it's helpful when you get up in the morning and you've got to teach yoga in half an hour and you've got to clean your teeth and shower and make the bed and all these things you know it's, there's times when having that left brain logical linear approach to get things done is really helpful and really necessary but in terms of how we uh 
where we place that within our choices and our decision making in our lives, it needs to take a back seat to this more multidimensional approach. And so, you know, one of the one of the things that's really become clear to me in the past two years is my I mean, I've always known that I'm an old soul and I've, I've had a lot, a lot of lifetimes on this planet. I think I've been here really since the beginning of whatever, you know, I, I can't explain it to you that well yet, but I've been here a long time, <laughs> right? And all these lifetimes have been, been gearing up to this point. And at this point, I even understand, you know, what star system I came from, what planetary system I came from, why that's important to what I'm doing now. So it's it's really understanding ourselves on a multidimensional level and not saying, oh, well, you know, from my from my ego perspective, I can tell you, well, I came to these realizations because I had that experience in the rave scene in the 80s and 90s. And because I had that experience in the health food industry, in the 2000s and because I've been a single mom and because I've home educated and and I can give you those reasons for how I've come to this framework of understanding but actually I think what's important to do is to frame it in that multi-dimensional way and say it's it's a soul's journey right it's a soul's journey uh it's a, a soul contract if you like it's a choice that you make to incarnate into this body at this time with all your acquired wisdom from all your past lives and all your starseed ancestry and all the wisdom of your ancestors that comes through you and all these different lineages of history and context and understanding and you're bringing that into this present moment and so yeah to really frame it in that wider way is, is really key and then we step into the answers I've done two interviews recently actually the most two recent interviews I've done I just posted last night Ruben Langdon who's like my favorite person at the moment he's just so cool he was the the lead um uh in Avatar he was the the body double for the stunts he's a stuntman in Hollywood but he's also um obsessed I can say obsessed I think he wouldn't be offended by that he's obsessed with uh galactic history and uh you know different ways of, of terming it but he calls it EDs extra dimensionals so you know what the mainstream might call aliens um and so I was asking him lots of questions logical questions trying to get answers and the uh, the interview I did before that, which you should really listen to if you haven't already, is Tracy Holloway. It's only on um, iTunes because the video didn't work. But she is an amazing healing lady, um, healer lady. And again, when I was asking her questions, and she she also did the same thing as Ruben, is that I, I'll ask a, a logical question and then the way they answer it is how how my guides speak how when you listen to channeled messages they speak is there they, there's not you can't answer these things in a logical way our logical minds want to pin things down and put them in boxes right it doesn't say that's helpful at times and it's necessary at times but that way of thinking has to take a back seat to this new way of thinking which is being able to explore the infinite potentiality within each individual aspect of life Right. So that's what we're going to get into this weekend is to try and bend our minds around the fact that the one of my favorite things to say is the the question is the answer that if you can ask the question, you're already in the space of having the answer. 
because there are no answers and there are all the answers and the seeking. So it, it kind of links back to what you were saying yesterday, Claire, and hopefully that's why we can clear that up for you this weekend, is that the seeking of the answer is the answer. So it's resting in that space, in that space of, of not having to be able to control it, not having to be able to... Um, lock it down and in that space which we can also call divine feminine which is another concept that we're returning to again and again but that space of just being able to which we've all like 2021 we were all the whole globe was right in that space of not really being able to rest in any in any position right everything just felt so up in the air um but i think this is the year where we start to take off <laughs> So, so we had that kind of crash and now we're, we've come through the other side and we're, we're in the takeoff space. So, um, yeah, we will, we will, because I love to do the sharing circles, we will do some circles where, you know, you can all reflect and, um, and resonate with all these topics. But what we will keep bringing it back into is, is it's, it's beyond logical thinking. It's how do we retrain our minds to stop needing to know the answers and knowing that asking the question this is something my guys tell me again and again is it's not about having all the answers it's about having all the questions it's not about having the right answers it's about asking the right questions so our life then becomes an invitation our life becomes a question our life becomes curiosity and wonder and joy and appreciation and magic <laughs> And it stops being, I have to get this done. I have to get this money. I have to get this job. I have to get this partner. I have to own this thing. I have to make this thing happen. All of that leaves our consciousness because we're in this state of present moment awareness, which becomes an invitation, which then invites everything we need to us, which is going to key into that abundance that you're talking about, Laurie, is how we bring that abundance in because we're in the invitation of it, because we know we already have it, because we are everything. And we are everything and we have everything. And we, there isn't anything that we aren't. So we don't need to ask for anything because we already are it. There you go. <laughs> so we're gonna start with the three basic rules of metaphysics, and then maybe we can um, reflect on all that. Um, but as I say, in the physical book, it's page 12. I don't, I'll try and record the ebook numbers later for you as well. Um, and maybe we'll add a fourth one in as well, because there's three and then there's like a three and a half. Um, but the first one is that there is nothing to fix. And really, this is, this is the primary, this is the primary reframing that needs to happen for all of us right and we talked a little bit about yesterday but there is everything is perfect already there is a divine intelligence that runs through everything it runs through every cell of your being it runs through everything in existence there is this divine intelligence in all of us and it is perfection it is quantum perfection and we have come through whatever reasons and you know again it's a multi-dimensional question so there's a multi-dimensional answer but for lots of reasons we have come out of 
a state of connection with that inherent perfection in all things. And all we are doing is finding our way back to that perfection. And actually it's easy because that perfection is all that is. So when we start framing things in, I have to fix myself, I have to rescue people around me, I have to save the world, I have to, um, you know, fight sexism, I have to fight racism, I have to fight the injustice in the world. That's, that's white saviour mentality that we were all programmed into. I was heavily programmed into thinking I needed to save the world. And, you know, through this work, I realized, oh, no, I need to save myself. And when you save yourself, you've saved the world because you are the world. So when you come back into that place that hopefully you felt if you came to yoga this morning, maybe you felt last night after we did the meditation, hopefully you're going to feel it tonight at the end of the cacao ceremony. You feel it when you've just had a lovely time with your family, when you're walking in nature when you're swimming, when you're dancing, that feeling of just like everything's okay, everything's all right. That's always the work is to come back into that place of feeling that everything's okay and everything's all right and everything's perfect as it is. And then from there, we make different decisions and we make different choices and those decisions and choices are aligned. So when we come into that state of wholeness of I am perfect, everything is as it's meant to be, everything happens at the right time for the right reasons at the right place everything's as it is that's our divine feminine right that's our space of invitation that's our space of receivership that's our space of wholeness and then from divine feminine arises divine masculine because we live in a polarity world and there's always the polarity happening so there's never any stillness and this again kind of ties into what you were saying last night Claire and also Neve you were touching on is that there's always this back and forth because we live in a polarity world so there's always that that's part of the flow of the the forgetting and the remembering is a necessary part of the journey so to not beat ourselves up we're in that space of forgetting to not think oh I've done something wrong to not think I must be not doing it right right that's how the most of the spiritual gurus will frame it right you're doing something wrong because you're not already rich and famous and got all the dream life living in a tropical paradise with the beautiful partner and a puppy on the beach doing your perfect yoga poses you're doing something wrong and I have the answers I'm going to fix you I'm going to tell you pay me lots of money <laughs> do all my courses and I'm the one that's going to tell you how to fix yourself it's not how it works it's not how it works because you're already perfect if they're not telling you you're already perfect it's not, it's not it. <laughs> so you've got to come into that space of divine feminine wholeness, perfection within yourself. And then your divine masculine arises from that and you go, oh, you know, it's, this is your purpose. Your divine masculine is your purpose. It's your action. It's your inspired action in the world. So then you go, oh, I'm going to call that friend. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to you know, climb a mountain. I'm not, I don't have to invent a new, you know, I don't have to build a community, an eco community. You know, some of that is going to come in, but your divine masculine is grounded in your divine feminine, which is your micro, which is your present moment awareness. So it can be, oh, I'm going to go to the shops to get some, okay, we're talking about tempeh. I haven't had tempeh before. I just feel like I'm going to go and get some tempeh. And then you go to the shops and then you, 
bump into an old friend in the shops and they're like come around for juice later right and then and then you're in the flow of the synchronicity and the serendipity of the universe but you got there because you created that space for yourself of being in the perfection of present moment awareness and then you followed what came up for you within that moment it might be go to bed might be go to bed and, and have a nap it like it doesn't have to be anything grand but in that nap then you might have an idea of like oh I feel really inspired to clean the kitchen or <laughs> I feel really inspired to go for a run or, you know, it's, then you're in the flow, in the flow of life. So we always, every day, the work is to come back into present moment awareness because our logical minds, our ego personality is trained and set up and designed to keep us out of that awareness. Everything your ego does is set up to keep you disconnected from it so you can wake up every day and you can set your intentions and you can do your gratitude but guaranteed right at some point in the day it might be by 11 a.m it might be by 3 p.m it might be by 8 p.m but but you'll have slipped out of it right because because we're in this grid matrix we're in this matrix that is specifically created and engineered and designed to set up to keep us away from that awareness of ourselves as all powerful beings right here and now so that is always the work every day there is nothing to fix i'm already perfect i'm already whole everything is already working according to a divine plan that i can't work out in my logical mind but i trust and i believe and i have faith and when i step into that i watch miracles happen in my life and I watch the magic happen and I watch those moments of serendipity where, you know, just one comes to mind now where I was staying. This is a couple of years ago, maybe 2019. And I was staying in Hove and I was staying at my friend's house, being my yoga teacher. And I walked to the bottom of the road and I went in the health food store and there was Claire. And she was looking for my chocolate bars to buy in the health food store, which they only had in the health food store because she had recommended them to sell them in there so so there we had a little well we had a long chat because it's hard not to have a, a little chat with Claire so <laughs> we had a long chat and so we hadn't arranged to meet right but there we were together in the in the healthy store having a lovely little chat on a Saturday morning so that's just one random example because Claire's right next to me there in the box and I could we could do the whole afternoon and um, and, and I do love to do that. And we always kind of run out of time, but we should try and fit in this weekend of just sharing these stories of synchronicity and serendipity, because it's very much, um, you know, in the flow of my experience. Now, if you've, if you've read the book, there's a story in, I don't know, you haven't read it yet, Ian, but you're in the book, Ian, because do you remember that time you came, I was writing the book, so it was last year, and you came round and there was a tune playing on the radio, had Giles Peterson on the radio and there was a tune playing and Ian came in and he was like, oh, that like, he was like, noticed the tune. And I was like, oh yeah, it's a reissue. It's just been reissued on BBE and Ian works for BBE. So I was like, oh, on yeah. BBE. And Ian was like, oh, because I just took round that record to Giles. So, so Ian walked into my flat as the record Giles was playing on the radio at the moment. Ian had hand delivered him that record personally at that exact moment. So that's the story in the book if you get to that book. But I, I wrote that one in the book because I was writing the book like the week after that had happened or something, but it's literally all the time. 
because you're in that present moment flow of awareness and that is that is the shift that we're making right that is the shift because when we step into that then we really we we're really deepening our experience our awareness and our our the richness of our lives and then all that other stuff that I said we're not going to talk about because we're not we're not going to go into we don't need to go into it it just becomes it just becomes chatter on the like periphery of your vision because you're so in your own life you're so in your own timeline which we're going to talk about right building timelines but you're so in your own timeline of this is me I'm in a physical body having a human experience it involves <laughs> spending as much time as I can in nature as much time as I can around like-hearted souls as much time as I can preparing lovely food enjoying beautiful music and doing all these lovely things and doing whatever it is I feel my purpose is in the world to bring into service in the world all of that and that becomes everything and and the other stuff is just yeah it's just on the periphery and it it doesn't matter anymore it doesn't it's not important anymore because you're so grounded in it's where we started with that meditation last night where we brought in that sense of core being and pulling all the parts of yourself back into your center because you're so in that you're so grounded in that that it doesn't affect you that's when you know that you're a powerful creator which is the other one of the other laws of metaphysics right that's when you understand you are a powerful creator and you are creating everything in your life you're creating all the wanted situations by your powers of manifestation and visualization and you're creating all the unwanted situations as well because they're there to help you grow and when we understand that that's really why we're here is to grow and evolve to this next level at this time of accelerated evolution then everything that's unwanted is is even more of a gift even more of a blessing than what we want so the times when everything's going how we want it to go those are wonderful times to enjoy but actually with this new framework of divine feminine the times when things are not going how we want them to go no one wanted 2020 to happen apart from <laughs> a few satanic pedophiles <laughs> but no one wanted 2020 to happen but it's going to turn out to have been the biggest gift and the biggest blessing for humanity ever, because that's going to catapult us into our next stage of our evolution. That's what's going to fast track us into this new age that we've, you know, that we've all been so craving in our, in our hearts, and in our souls. So when you know yourself as a powerful creator, you accept full responsibility for everything. There's no, there's no them, but it's their fault because they are us. You are everything, everything. So we'll get into this as well, but everything is a microcosm of a macrocosm, right? So, so I really like to look at fractals. It really helps to look at fractals to get a visualization for it. But within the, within everything is contained everything. So this, so it's a holographic universe and within each atom is infinite atoms everything goes on infinitely smaller and infinitely larger and we're just all part of this ever expanding breathing universe and so when we understand that we understand there's no separation and that's the other rule of metaphysics is all is one there's no separation separation is an illusion or is all one so there's no there's no blame there's no i'm not blaming you i'm not blaming my parents i'm not blaming the government i'm not blaming my partner i'm not blaming my kids i'm not blaming anyone because i created all of it 
So if I want to change it, I have to change myself. And by change myself, I just change my relationship to it by knowing it's perfect and I love it all. So easy. <laughs> it's right. It's easy to say. But there's there's no there's no judgment. There's no there's none of it is is anything because because you are it. You are all of it. And so you can shift your awareness, shift your sensitivity, shift your relationship to it, and then you change it. So you're not waiting for anyone else to do it. It's not in anyone else's hands, but your hands. And then, yeah, the third, the third thing being that all is one, so that there is no separation. Separation is illusion. And we're all just all part of there's an infinite sea of atoms and we're all we're all just atoms in an infinite sea of atoms we're all just droplets in an infinite ocean and no one's better or worse because we're all just atoms so that's another thing that you know another rabbit hole that I love to go down and maybe we'll go down is spiritual bypassing you know to me spiritual bypassing is what I was saying earlier when people start to get a level of spiritual awareness and they then start to feel that it makes them superior to other people so you see it's rampant in the yoga community uh, when raw foods was trendy there was a lot of it in raw foods there's not really a raw food movement or scene at the moment but when it was big about 10 years ago it was rampant in raw foods but yeah really rampant in the yoga community these people that think because they've they've accessed these other dimensions because they've seen through the veil because they've seen and understood that there's more to life than the 3d matrix reality somehow that gives them more power somehow that gives them some superiority somehow it gives them the right to tell you what to do that's spiritual bypassing you're still in the false matrix illusion if you think that you're not just another atom in a sea of atoms because that is the reality of the universe is we're all just infinitely expanding in an infinitely expanding universe and we're all, yeah we're all just flowing together so there's there's no there's no right or wrong ultimately there's no right or wrong there's no good or bad there's no better or worse we're all just part of this dance that is yeah it's a beautiful thing and and it's love that is all everything is made of this sea of atoms is made of love if you don't know the book um love without end it's one of the most beautiful books i've ever read jesus speaks um by glenda green it is but uh so so just quickly she um she was a painter in america and um she was quite a well-known portrait painter and she had the idea to paint a picture of jesus and then she said that jesus came and sat for her so Jesus came and sat for her doing the painting. And while he sat for her, he spoke to her and she wrote down everything that he said in this book. So whether you believe that he sat for her or not is irrelevant, I think, because the book is just so beautiful. It's just the most beautiful words. It doesn't matter where it came from because it's, it's just a most incredible book. And then she did this painting and then she toured, I don't know what she's still doing now, but she toured the painting around America and people would see the painting and get spontaneous healing just from being in the presence of the painting. So yeah, it's a really beautiful book, but he, love without end, that's what he keeps coming back to in this book is that everything is love. He calls it adamantine particles, adamantine being the smallest particles. And if you take things down to the very, very, you know, they used to think you couldn't split the atom, right? And then they split the atom. You take things right down to the subatomic level. That is 
love, what we call love, is the fabric of the universe. It's everything is made of. So when we reduce all the noise, right, when we reduce all the nonsense and all the incessant chitter chatter of, you know, the government did this or my partner did this or my dog did this <laughs> and we just bring it back down, which is what we're doing in the yoga, right? We come back into that adamantine state, which is love. And everything is love. All is love. Um, so that's the three basic principles of metaphysics. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mention um, free will beings in a free will universe, and then I think we can reflect. I want to talk about quantum physics as well, so maybe I'll squeeze that in as well. But um, yeah, so so that's the three things. There's nothing to fix. Everything's already perfect. You're already whole as you are. All is one. There's no separation. Separation is an illusion. And everything that is, is made of love. And you are a powerful creator. So every, every thought, word and action and thoughts and words are just as impactful as action. So that's that's another big part of it is that the universe is, so we will get into quantum physics, the universe is 99.9% .9 non-physical. So your thoughts are as valid and as real and as impactful in your life as your actions. So we live in a world that's very much about the physical and we look at the 1% and we put all the emphasis on that, but actually what's happening in the non-physical, your thoughts and your emotions and your energy, when we talk about frequency and vibration, that is having more of an impact on your life than what is visible. So the non-visible is more powerful in your life than visible. So that's why this shift in consciousness is so powerful because we change the way that we view the world, we change the way that we engage and interact with the world. And on the non-physical, we're affecting things on a on a quantum level that is yeah far more real and far more impactful so just being having that awareness of responsibility that spider-man quote isn't it with great is it spider-man or superman with great power comes great responsibility it's just like really going okay i'm responsible for all of it i hold up my hands i i, I made it all i did it all everything's my fault that's actually relief it's not a burden it's a relief to go oh it's all my fault because <laughs> then you have the power to change it right when you're saying it's their fault you you're disempowering yourself when you're going oh i can change all of it it's it's, it's actually a relief to to step into that um so yeah i do just want to dovetail into quantum physics so i think for our left brain logical linear minds the way we've been brought up and trained to think through the schools and the media and everything, it really helps to explain all this in terms of quantum physics, which is, you know, quantum physics is the most cutting edge form of physics, right? And this is why I say everything that's been presented to us in the mainstream in the last two years isn't science in any way. It's, it's, um, it's all about money, right? It's all about where the money is. But actually, science is a wonderful thing. And science is going to 100% back up everything we're talking about this weekend. So when we talk about science, as I said, we, talk, we could do about people like Bruce Lipton and Candace Pert. And we can also look at the work of the quantum physicists who have shown us lots of interesting things about... So physics is matter, 
right? And metaphysics is beyond matter. So physics is the study of matter and metaphysics is the study of that which is beyond matter. So physics teaches us that the world is made of atoms. As I said, they thought they couldn't split the atom. The atom they thought was the smallest part of everything and it was indivisible. And now, of course, we know we can split the atom. We can split it forever and ever and ever because everything's infinite. <laughs> they they thought you couldn't split the atom. The atom is the smallest identifiable part. And an atom contains a proton, a neutron, and an electron. That's the structure of the universe, right? So you've got these polarity principles, the proton, the neutron, and the electron, and they're bouncing around within the atom. So the first thing to understand is that within that atom, the proton and the neutron electron are always in motion, and that motion is always random. They've never found an order or a pattern to it. It's always random. So we look at things and we observe them as solid. This looks like a laptop screen. This looks like a cushion. This looks like a sweater, right? Everything looks solid, but actually on an atomic level, everything is always in motion so that's how we get this idea of frequency when we talk about frequency and vibration the universe is always in motion there is no solidity solidity is an illusion created by our 3d egoic minds in order to make sense of things because it would be too freaky right if we saw the motion and everything but actually everything is always in motion and that motion is always random there is no order that our left brain minds can make sense of everything is always in random motion so it's not predictable there's no way to predict it so everything is always in motion that motion is always predictable you've got this atom with the proton neutron and electron which are bouncing around inside it and the proton neutron and electron take up less than one percent of space of what is in the atom so in that atom it's 99.9 percent .9 space so what we observe as physical matter, as physical reality, is less than 1% of the universe. And the universe is actually 99.9% .9 space. So what is that space? That's the question, <laughs> right? Because that is actually reality. That space is metaphysics. That space is the quantum field. That space is the zero-point field. Greg Brady calls it that space is the Akashic records, right? That space is everything. That space is our life and is our existence. So this is what we're going through as humans currently is we're stepping out of this notion of ourselves as 3D, limited to the 3D physical understanding of the world. And we're stepping into this understanding of ourselves as quantum creators. We house the quantum force of the universe in every single one of our atoms and we have infinite potential to tap into it you can think of it like a phone as well like a mobile phone right it's tiny but it has all the information of of humanity well if you don't use google <laughs> if you use DuckDuckGo, you're going to get more information than google but theoretically you can find out anything you want to find out on that phone so your cells are the same right each cell houses infinite consciousness within it like the TARDIS in Doctor Who um so so yeah so I think it's, a, it's another good framework for understanding and reminding ourselves always how what happens in that quantum field what happens in the 
99.9% space that reality is made of is far more real and impactful. And that is where all the magic happens. That's where the action happens. And then that trickles down into the physical. So the physical is a result of what's going on in the non-physical. It's not the other way around. It's not what happens in the physical. And then you can react to that. It's what's happening in the non-physical is then you're creating the physical. So do you see the shift? It's rather than being trapped in the 3D and going, oh, this is my reaction to it. I can't help it. This thing happened to me. I can't help it. This person said this to me. Um, you know, this, this, this thing happened to me. So therefore, that's what happened to me. I don't have any power in that. I'm going to blame that person for doing that thing to me. Right. That's the 3D. And when we're stepping into our awareness of quantum creators, it's our, I am creating everything. I can notice how when I observe my reaction and shift my reaction into this understanding of the perfection of all of this, then I am claiming about my power and I can change how I respond to it. And then I'm creating something different in the world, which is leading us into this next state of human evolution through the shift in consciousness. And so each, this is why the, again divine feminine divine feminine is micro right so the the you have these polarity we're in a polarity world and divine feminine divine masculine is part of that polarity and we've been in a very masculine way of looking at the world which is everything's about the macro right everything's got to be big everything's got to be um you know you've got to be super rich you've got to be super famous you've got to have all this stuff it's it's got you've got to be Kanye West you know you've got to be Will Smith you've got to be big and that's how you be successful in the world right and that actually makes us all deeply unhappy so we're shifting into divine feminine which is being in the micro being in right in the things on the cellular atomic level and then we're accessing a deeper awareness and a deeper expansion and a deeper relationship to the world to life which is so enriching and so um uh, revitalizing so nourishing that all of that other stuff doesn't matter anymore because we found we found that meaning and that purpose that we're searching for and so the last thing I want to say then is the kind of it's 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 the third and a half rule in metaphysics is that we are free will beings in a free will universe and this is the beauty of the earth plane of earth plane existence is that every, within each each one of our cells in each every second every moment is infinite potential so throughout all of time and space everything is infinite potential and there isn't a right and a wrong so there's 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 just no there's no right or wrong so when we're coming from that place and we're releasing judgment then everything and everything is perfect as it is it's always about your individual free will to make your individual choice and when you step into that awareness with yourself again it's very releasing because then you're releasing judgment of other people because then you understand everyone we're all free will beings in a free will universe just the way the world is set up currently most people have forgotten that so they're handing over their free will to forces that are working against them and allowing their free will to be hijacked and creating an unwanted scenario and helping to perpetuate an unwanted scenario because they don't know that at any minute at any point you can just take back your free will say I do not consent I do not consent I'm not playing that game anymore I'm not going to be a part of it I'm going to do what I want 
which might be to stay in bed or might be to write a book or might be to go for a walk. <laughs> it, it can be anything because there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with doing anything that you want to do. So again, it's very releasing. It's very releasing because it's, we're not here to get something. We're not here to own anything. We're not here to, well, we are here to master things, but we're here to master our own energy. We're here to master um, our own free will, if you like, to just explore what that means and to explore that in infinite potential. And I do really see that that's a big part of how we step into this new era is, you know, is, is something that we've never, I don't believe ever in the history of humanity, we've had this ability to operate from a free will perspective. And we'll just see this, you know, in the way the internet has reshaped our thinking, we're gonna see another explosion of that of just infinite possibility and just to be able to get deeper and deeper and nerdier and nerdier into whatever it is you that that lights you up whatever it is so it might be music or it might be food or it might be yoga or it might be you know those are my things but it could be anything it could be you know as I say in the book dominoes it could be it could be sailing it could be it could be anything um Sasha shared that she wanted to work with animals you know so it, whatever it is but but I think we're in this space where we can get more and more deeper and deeper into that and just explore the infinite layers of it and so yeah really having this awareness that we're all free will beings in a free will universe and it's not your job or your role to try and influence anyone else's free will it's your job and your role to really master your own free will and make sure that you're always making choices that aligned with who you really are and what you want and always um yeah always aligning yourself to your your highest happiness in that moment your highest potential in that moment what's most available to you in that moment without it being about anyone else or anything else just really whatever makes your heart sing and actually you know because we are love and because we are all one what makes our heart sing is always going to be something that's of service what truly lights us up and what truly brings us joy is always going to be something that benefits the greater good because that's just how we're wired you know and again it's this it's this um uh engineering it's this it's this false narrative to say that we're all selfish we're all narcissistic we're all out for ourselves we we don't care about the people, you know, if, if, if there was no rule and authority, we'd all just be eating each other, <laughs> stealing from each other. It's not, it's not true. Actually, humans are innately, we are love and we're innately caring. And so whenever you find the thing that, that lights you up and really, you know, like as use the example of Sasha saying how she so wants to work with animals and help animals, we, when we find that thing, it's always something that's going to, help the greater good and then we're stepping in further into expansion and infinite potential and it's going to be very exciting once we get there <laughs> so there we go i just spoke for an hour that was great <laughs>